Blog Talk Radio. My name is Raina Starr. With me, as always, is Star Bustamante. The 415 is brought to you in cooperation between The Wild Hunt, Check Out The Wild Hunt, and Desperate House Witches. So we have a full hour ahead of us to talk about what's been going on. Uh, please bear in mind that all of the opinions expressed on this show are mine and Star's and are not a reflection of either the Desperate House Witches or The Wild Hunt. So, let's get started. Lots been going on. There's been a lot of nonsense flying around the web. And apparently, the media is having a problem figuring out what they're responsible for, how far they should go to let people just say whatever, even if it's false. It's becoming a problem because lives are potentially in danger. Star, what are you thinking about this? Well, you know, I mean, it's really, I don't think this is really anything new. It's just kind of at critical, critical mass at at this point. Um, You know, from the beginning of Trump's campaign uh, leading up to the 2016 election, uh, if you look at how much free, you know, advertising the media gave him, just because, you know, he was entertaining, uh, yeah. it, you have to wonder, would he have, would he have gotten uh, elected to, at all? Because well, they did. You know, they when fucked, you're watching, yeah, when you're watching a train wreck, <laughs> I think a train wreck to some people is highly entertaining. Therefore, they were giving everything he did airspace because nine times out of ten, what he was saying was completely outrageous. And you think that outrageous things are going to be, you know, just like a sideshow and then gone. But it seemed like the more outrageous he got, the more media paid attention to him. And now I think we've entered this, this time period where because the last four years have been nothing but misinformation and disinformation that I'm not even sure how we get out of that because outrage still sparks interest. Is there a way to backpedal from all of this? Do you think? Well, I think that's the question. Uh, you, you know, I mean, and, and I, I want to be clear, it's not just, it's not just Trump himself. Um, you know, like we saw during uh, the beginning of uh the pandemic, you know, they carried his press conferences uh, when they started doing task force press conferences. Uh, I mean, I remember sitting here at my desk and I'm working and I can see the TV in the other room and Trump would come on and, uh, and talk and they would have the ticker that shows the stock market. And like the first, you know, few press conferences, I mean, the stock market just took a nosedive. Like, every minute he talked, the the stock market fell. Um, But even leading up to that, there, you know, so those, so major media kind of quit. They would cover him, but then they would cut away. Like, they would, they would hear what Fauci had to say, or uh, Burks, and then when Mm -hmm. Trump got up there, they would, they would cut away. Um, and, and that became an increasing trend as time went on until he just, when he wasn't getting any airtime, then he quit doing them. Uh, but, but the other problem is that you saw a lot of, you know, and this is still happening, is you watch like the Sunday shows, right? The Sunday morning uh, shows uh, where they have on people that are flat out lying and whoever the, you know, commentator is, they're not even really calling them on it. Now that's that's begun to shift, but it's still it's still happening. Um, you yeah. know, it's only recently that I've heard um, 
you know, like Corva Coleman yesterday uh, said, you know, Trump continues to lie in her, like one of her hourly briefings that she does in the morning. And a number of uh, members of the media, uh, John Carl in particular, uh, who's with ABC, you know, he retweeted the tweet that's, you know, where somebody had noted that she had used the actual word lie. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and this has been something that the media has been really reluctant to do is to call to call when Trump would say something that was an out and out lie. They were very reluctant to do so. Now, we've seen that shift, especially since the election. Um, but I mean, it's still a problem. So even calling it out, I mean, I don't really yeah. I mean, it, there is this whole kind of sensual uh, sensual. I can't talk. Uh, sensationalization of yeah. of news and the way things are presented and people have you know they like that I guess I mean it gets you know it gets more clicks and it gets it gets more more attention but I think that you know we have to get back to not just fact based uh, reporting but also I mean this whole idea that there can't be bias or that that it's you know both sides i mean if one side is lying then you need to report that one side is lying i mean that that's just right. you know you can't present if 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 one you know aspect of things are is fact based and it's the truth and the other is completely false or mostly false you cannot present those equally because that's not right. it's not it's not equal to begin with so i think that you know, um, I mean, the media is still struggling with it. it you know. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's been difficult because. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you know, I've been around a, a good number of decades at this point, and, you know, we used to not be afraid of saying something was a lie, but, the number of people who have just bought in to one side just i mean these are the people that said to me facts don't matter because they're side one but these are people who aren't even being served by the side that they're rooting for you know it it never fails to amaze me how people will go against their own best interests to to aggravate someone they consider too soft or too loving or too something that's not like them. You know, it's that own the lib thing that I think just gets me because it's not even based in a a reality that I can relate to. I mean, I'm a liberal. Yes. I mean, anyone who's ever heard me anywhere at any time knows that, but I don't feel like I'm not injured by the things they're saying in the sense of, we're going to own the lips. Go ahead, own me. I don't give a shit. I mean, you know, but it's not serving anything. It's not fact-based. I like reality. Listen, my side lies too. I am not going to tell anybody that only one side lies. But when one side tells a couple of lies and the other side is like 90% lies, you kind of have to wonder why people want to go into a non-fact-based reality. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Well, but I I think, you know, people want to, whatever they believe, they will support the things that reinforce those beliefs. So if if you live in a world that is, you know, that what you believe to be your reality, um, you know, and then you're going to resonate, then what's going to resonate with you are the things that reflect those values. And I think that that's that's what we're seeing. Um, But I also think that, you know, the media's job is to, is to report what is happening. Um, Right. You know, um, Lawrence, uh, who was it that that wrote an editorial last week uh, or just the last few days that, uh, um, really spoke to the fact that we have become so focused on, you know, uh, his point was that 
even when the president lies, it, it you know, it's news. But when yeah. that person is no longer president, then it ceases to, to be news in the same way that it would be if, he, if, if that person was president. And was a general call to arms to the, out to the media that, you know, we need to quit. We we need to quit reporting on every time Trump does something that that's insane. Once he is no longer president, because it it does not have the same value as it did when he was president. So, and I, I do think, you that think that's, that's a really hold. Yeah, but do you um, think people are going to go along with that? Well, I think we've seen how damaging and how dangerous. It is to elevate the message that um, yeah. that Trump is putting out there. I mean, it's news because he's president. But once he's not president, there's no real reason to continue to give him uh, bandwidth for that. And I, I think also, I think the 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 media as a whole recognizes how how much damage he's done just in just since the election. You know, he's continued yeah. to push these this false narrative. The election was rigged, um, you know, and uh, which is clearly false. Um, you know, right. they filed right. how many lawsuits uh, as of today? Uh, I think forty-two lawsuits. His his lawyers have 40. filed, and they've won one. Uh, just this morning. Uh, Another one that he had filed in Wisconsin was was tossed out. Um, but I mean, if you look at some of the things that that uh, that they're putting out there, I mean, it's just it's absolutely some of the craziest stuff. Um, you know, I don't know. Sidney Powell has like completely. I mean, she must be off her meds or or something. I mean, some of the court filings that she's made. Uh, if. Yeah. if Anybody who who does legal Twitter and follows uh, legal experts, uh, I mean, they're just, like, beside themselves. I mean, she quoted facts and figures for, like, uh, I think Wisconsin or Minnesota, no, for Minnesota in her Michigan filing or, or vice versa. And they're, and, uh, you know, and it's like, okay, what, what's going on here? I mean, just, I mean, that's just, when, Any when Trump's team, <laughs> yeah, when Trump's team is distancing themselves from you, um, yeah, there's a question there about reality that even they can't get next to, which made me go, oh, she's just really off the rails in my opinion. But, I, I mean, because nothing she's done has stuck as far as I can tell. And like you said, she's, she's like cross-referencing things that have nothing to do with one state to another and it's just she's kind of made a mess for herself but you know we're talking about the media and we're talking about you know basically mainstream media what about all of these insane calls for you know kill this one kill that one all of a sudden it's okay to like I mean listen there's people we have negative opinions about but you don't I mean, I don't like to think of them having any ill will or something horrible happening to them. But these people are like saying, I mean, some of the lawyers are like, you know, uh, Raffensperger should be shot. Um, Sterling Mm -hmm. should be shot. Fauci should be, somebody was supposed to be hanged. Um, Chris Krebs. I mean, they keep lining up these people and, you know, their their supporters are, are kind of, you know, the Trump supporters in this regard are kind of, you know, the the real base base, not just the casual. I'm talking about the we're going to go out in the streets with guns base. I mean, are they not at all concerned that someone could seriously be injured? Because they're making these random calls to arms to hurt people, literally. Isn't this against the law? Right. I mean, well... I, I mean, technically, I would think technically it's probably close to inciting a riot. Um, but yeah, I mean, there have been uh, there have been some. Uh, well, the uh, the voting manager 
for the state of Georgia, who's Gabe Sterling, who's a staunch Republican. Um, mm-hmm. And despite everything that's going on, he still says he's going to vote for Purdue and, and uh, Laffer. But he, he delivered like a, like a fiery speech uh, because one of the kids that works for 20-year-old kid who works for um, the company that owns the voting machines or whatever was basically doing a file data transfer where he took information from one computer and transferred it to another. And somehow they got a video of him and outed him. And so he was like getting um, death threats. Uh, Apparently he has a unique last name. And so they were able to find his family and, um, you know, and so his family has been threatened uh, Gabe Sterling has been threatened. Uh, uh, Raffensperger has been um, has been uh, receiving death threats. His somehow they they hacked and got his wife's personal cell phone number, and she was getting sexually explicit threatening texts um, on her phone. So I mean, all of this has consequences. But you know, the fact that Gabe Sterling, who's receiving these threats, and who I might add that Purdue and and Laffer have, you know, they filed a lawsuit against the uh, Georgia Secretary of State, uh, which I would, you know, I don't know if that includes Sterling or not, but, I mean, they're attacking other Republicans, and yet he's still going to vote for them. So, you know, if there's no real price for uh, attacking the the members of your own party, then, you know, I don't see that stopping anytime soon. But as far as the media goes, I mean, anytime when you work in, in media and you deal with the news, you have to decide on a regular basis what you're going to, what you're going to give you know, attention to, um, you know, every week I pass on a number of stories that we don't cover simply because it either it's not really news or it's like, do I really want to elevate this, whatever this is that's happening? Um, especially when it's more mainstream because other people will have covered it. Uh, so, I mean, I, how the media deals with that, um, you know, I mean, yeah, if if somebody is, I mean, I think you have, there's a fine line there sometimes, you know, do you want people to know that these people are being threatened and this is what's being said and this is what's driving it? I mean, you yeah. want to get the word out about that, but at the same time, you have to be aware that you, you can be drawing, you know, attention of people that you really don't want. So, I mean, I think that that's always, um, you know, going to be a hard call, how you report on it, how you present it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if, if the fact that the Republicans have not stepped in and really, you know, stomped their dainty little feet and, and said stop this, um, you know, I mean, you know, maybe they're just too fragile to do that. I, I don't know. But if, if something doesn't happen – somebody's going to get hurt or killed. Um, News reports have said that the, you know, the Georgia secretary of state, Raffensperger, um, you know, he has Trump campaign, you know, caravans driving past his house. He's had to hire private security uh, to keep people off of his property. Um, You know, and he's a Republican, he's a Republican and they are attacking him. And, uh, you know, Governor Kemp, all Republicans, because they wouldn't certify the election for Trump when, you know, Biden won the election. They, right. They've recounted three times now, three times, which, you know, if you're a Biden supporter, you can just cheer every time that they're like, yeah, Biden's still the winner. <laughs> it's, it's It's crazy. Yeah, I think Biden actually got on the last round an, an additional 137 votes or something like that. It was silly. 
But I mean, um, it, that, that was in that was in Wisconsin. He got he got eighty seven. Ah, okay. He got eighty seven more votes, and and the Trump campaign paid over three million dollars for a recount yeah. for a partial recount in in Wisconsin, and the result of that was that Biden ended up with like I think eighty seven more votes. So hilarious. You know, um, and I, meanwhile, I just want to note that <laughs> I just want to note before you move on from that. What I just want to note that these fundraisers that Trump has been doing um, are what is paying for a lot of this. These, you know, these uh, new funds that he's requesting for a 2024 run um, do not all go to that. They are actually going to things that he owes out now, like the three million for this for a recount or other expenses to that end. Um, yeah, that's kind of wild. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> oh, just, well, it's outrageous. And, and and on that note, I mean um, that he is sending uh, out to yeah. his to his supporters. He is, you know, I mean, in the fine print at the bottom, it says. Sixty percent of whatever funds that that they raise uh, are going to his uh, to pay for his campaign bills. So it's not, yes. you know, um, which I think we talked last time that that he's, you know, in in serious debt, like hundreds of millions of dollars for his mm-hmm. his past campaign, and to date. He's raised over 100. And, they've raised over 170 million dollars using these, um, you know, election challenges as fodder. Um, but I, the, the only other thing I was going to say was, you know, meanwhile, while all of this is going yeah. on, uh, we are approaching a daily death toll of almost 3,000 uh, people a day, a day. So. Um, yesterday, wow. uh, according to Worldometer, uh, 2,833 people died yesterday from COVID-19. Um, so far today, uh, we are already over 2,000. There's 2,038 deaths have been reported. In just This is just the U.S. Yeah. So while all of this is going on... Um, you know, and Trump is and his wing nuts are out there raising all these legal challenges and trying to promote, you know, faithless electors, um, which is, you know, the idea behind that, just to explain what a faithless elector is, is that um, so each state has electors that are part of the electoral college who on December 14th will go and place their votes for their state um, in the electoral college. And, um, you know, he even pulled in people from Michigan to try and get them to, you know, change the votes of the people, which, you know, if you want a civil war, that'd be the way to do it. Um, Yeah. Overthrowing a, a fairly run election. Yeah. I think people might be a little bit upset if you try to change the results. I just can't get over that he's pulling this kind of craziness. But I shouldn't be surprised because, you know, we've known about Trump forever. Um, so, and, you know, just to to guilt the lily maybe a little bit, social media is not really helping either because, uh, you know, we're still seeing lies perpetuated, you know, and uh, right. nobody seems to want to be responsible for any of this. And it's scary because there are groups you know, Parlay is like one of these interesting groups. It's like, you know, we thought we were getting another another style of a Facebook-like thing, and it seems to be overrun with folks who uh, have a certain attitude about guns and God and Trump. Well, and, you know, here's the funny thing about that. Here's the funny thing about that. Just just today, uh, I saw an article online that uh, people on Parlay are unhappy and bored because they don't have anyone to fight with because they've created this echo chamber. And so everybody that's on, on that platform, they all think the same thing. They're all a bunch of, you know, conservative wing nuts. And so they yeah. don't have anybody to fight with. 
and and they're bemoaning the fact that it's just really not any fun because there's no one to fight with. I mean, you literally you cannot make this stuff up. Um, yeah, you know. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I mean, every day I read the news and I think, oh, my God, this is so crazy. I, this is just crazier yeah. than anything I have ever seen in my in entire life. I, I mean, when it comes to politics, it's just it's it's insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. I completely agree. But, um, but you know, it, I Hopefully, it'll start to calm down. You know, once once Trump leaves office, um, which is going to come sooner than later, yay, um, no matter what he actually says, he knows he's lost. I mean, people been reporting from inside the White House that he knows he's lost, but he's, of course, going to go out swinging and making as much noise as possible because that's what the base expects. Okay, go ahead and do what you got to do. And um, But I do think that once he is gone for a number of months that people, you know, all the militia talk and all the murder talk will hopefully calm down some. Uh, at least I'm very hopeful that that will happen. Um, and, and we'll see. Uh, before we launch into the next story or the next section of news, I want to remind everybody that the Wild Hunt needs your support. Please check out wildhunt.org and give a support. Give give some sustaining memberships. It's worth it. It's cheap, you know, and you're getting so much for that money. You're getting news every single day, and it's actual journalism, not just opinion pieces. And the Wild Hunt is very good about showing what is an opinion piece. So you will not be tricked or fooled or any of that nonsense. If you want real news and you're a pagan, definitely check out The Wild Hunt. All right, moving right along. So, (laughs) of course, on the way out, we're talking pardons because apparently um, we'll get into the pardon for sale part in a minute, but we were talking yesterday about Giuliani uh, looking for a pardon, perhaps uh, self-pardoning. Trump was talking about the fact, I, and they played it this morning, that he absolutely feels that he has the absolute right to pardon himself. Excuse me. I don't think so. Um, but he wants to preemptively pardon his children. Um, and I think he doesn't understand still, even though people have told him probably that will protect you from federal charges but not from state. He's very clear that SDNY is still after him. Um, I don't know if they're also pursuing uh, Trump and Giuliani or the kids, rather, and Giuliani. I know they're, they're, they're going to have charges against Trump. So what's the situation? I mean, just because he says it doesn't make it true, you know, the desire wow. to be able to, to pardon yourself doesn't mean you get to do it just because you say it, right? <laughs> Right. So, as near as I can tell, um, okay. The only um, the only preemptive pardons that have been done, uh, and I'm sure if I'm wrong, someone will, you know, graciously correct me on our feed. Um, as far as I know, uh, Ford. Pardoned Nixon. Nixon yeah. was never charged with any crimes, but he pardoned him anyway on any future charges. Um, oh. So, uh, you know, I don't know that, uh, I don't know how that's going to stand up, you know, for for Trump to pardon his children and, and Giuliani and whatever. Um uh-huh. You know, part of that may be reflective of, uh, you know, right now the uh, the Trump transition team is still being investigated over um, misappropriation of funds uh, from his inauguration, uh, you know, because there's millions of dollars that were um, – that they, they don't know what happened to them, um, you know – 
I mean, for starters, like Ivanka was just was just had to give, um, you know, was just interviewed for like over five hours over her role in um, in the transition and the and the inauguration for for Trump because they paid like three times the market value for because they used a Trump property, right? Um, so that may be part of what's driving this. You know, I mean, it's, it's, this whole administration does not live in, you know, their idea of what law and order is. I mean, it just kind of goes back to these crazy lawsuits that have been filed. Um, You know, Trump's tactic has always been to just exhaust whoever he's fighting by filing, you know, dozens and dozens of, of lawsuits. Uh, so that eventually people just, they become exhausted and they're like, okay, um, you know, I'll just, uh, it's easier to pay him or concede defeat than it is to have to put up with this bullshit, basically. Um, But that's not, you know, that's a real abuse of our legal system to operate that way. And, um, right. So, I mean, so that gives you an idea of how warped their perception of how the law works. I mean, uh, so in his mind, if he preemptively pardons, uh, you know, his kids and Giuliani and anybody else that, you know, um, I, I think it's it's very likely that, you know, he may um, try to pardon Manafort, uh before he leaves. And I mean, and it's, you know, and I, and I want to be clear that it's not unusual for um, an incumbent who is about to leave office to end his term by issuing pardons. That's, that's pretty standard practice. One of the mm-hmm. interesting things where Trump is concerned is that he's probably pardoned less, fewer people than any other president in in modern history. I think it's like 70 something people is all he's he's uh uh is is all he's uh pardoned, which is really unusual. Yeah, um, but the difference is is that the people that he's pardoned for the most part are either um, celebrity-related, Obama-related, or directly related to his relationships, for example, Mike Flynn, Roger Stone, you know, Rod Blagojevich, which was an Obama uh, one, but, you know, I think Trump just was very interested in do, undoing anything Barack did, if anybody remembers, Bogoyevich had charges against him for trying to sell Barack Obama's Senate seat once he became president. Uh, So that's interesting. Um, So apparently the crime is not even germane to Trump's mindset as far as who to excuse and who not to excuse. Yeah. Well, and and, uh, just to be clear, I misspoke. Uh, As of the 25th, He'd only pardoned, commuted, or rescinded the convictions of 40, 45 people. So that's a really oh, small, wow. small number. Um, right. You know, Obama's time in office, he, uh, granted, he did two terms, but he did, he, you know, he, he either commuted sentences or um, pardoned, uh, like, almost 2,000 people. Um, on average, presidents probably, you know, anywhere between. Um, right. So <laughs> that's a very small number. And, yeah, and, and you're right. If you look at the people that Trump has chosen uh, to pardon, I mean, they have all been you know, people like Blagojevich, you know, who, I mean, there's absolutely, there, there, there was no question that he had done what he what he did when he was convicted, the uh, the sheriff in uh, was it Maricopa County, uh, yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was no question. He admitted he did it and was proud of it. 
and and Trump pardoned him. Uh, you know, yeah. Roger Stone. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the majority of people that he's pardoned have been his cronies, have been people that it was advantageous for him politically to to pardon. So I would not be surprised if if he if he pardoned uh, Manafort. Um, you know, their, Rick Gates' name has been tossed around. I, I think that's unlikely. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gates, you know, Gates uh, did testify again. He did give up some, some information. So I think it's unlikely that that Trump will pardon him. I agree with you. I agree with you. So, you know, I'm sure Rudy will, will get a pardon at some point. Right. Probably soon. But if, Right, but it won't do him any good if you know because the you know unless you know anything that that might prevent federal charges, but it's you know it's hard to say whether whether it will or not because if you haven't been charged with something, um, I mean the the problem with the preemptive pardon is to say well this person can never be charged with anything, and then they go out the next day and murder somebody. Are you not going to charge them? I mean, it would set a really right. terrible precedent that I can't even see um, the conservative uh, Supreme Court saying, oh, yeah, that's totally, you know, legit. I can't see them upholding, right. upholding that. So there's really no, no, no precedent. And as far as him pardoning himself, you know, um, it, it's been really funny to kind of watch this evolve, too, because you have people saying, well, you don't know that, you know, uh, it's never been done before, and it's like, well, you know, just because there's a reason it's never been done before, and while there may not be a precedent for it, and you can argue that all day long that well, you know, it's never been done, so there's no precedent. I, I just can't see that. You know, if if that's the case, then it undermines everything that our legal system and our democracy stands for, and I can't see. Anybody who loves the law saying, yeah, totally, let's go with this, you know? <laughs> I just, I just right. don't see no, that I, as, as I happening. No, I agree with you. Yeah, right. It's and, not likely. It would not, it would not preclude being charged at the state level, you know? And Lord knows right. that there there's plenty of, of fodder for those cannons uh, in New York and Florida and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, in Florida, too? The new the new home base of Trump that there's they've got legal uh, oh I see I thought he left New York to avoid uh, state charges but if he's already got state charges in his current residence I guess he can't go anywhere except out of the country at this point and I've heard well, I, I don't that know might happen. I don't know that there that there have been any charges filed in in Florida right. per se um, you know but they would still be a possibility. I mean, obviously, as long as DeSantis is governor, um, you know, that's a possibility. But at the rate Florida's going, it's going to be COVID central since they've just, like, opened everything wide up. Um, and So, you know, anyway. <laughs> that's bad. Wow. Okay. So we're at a point where <laughs> – Okay. Uh, we know what pardons can and cannot do to a certain extent, and uh, it doesn't look like the Supreme Court is going to take the case as far as election fraud because no fraud has truly been presented. So that would probably – I mean, because you can ask for anything. It doesn't mean you're going to get it. So it looks like that's kind of not going to happen. So let's talk about the next Interesting point. Trump not having Biden to the White House to even attempt a peaceful transfer of power. Uh, there's more layers than that than having the two men sit down. But that's a tradition that's longstanding. Yeah. So what the hell? So, I mean, well, <laughs> I would say that it's impossible at this point to say <clears throat> what will happen on that, you know, I mean, as of yesterday, uh, Trump was still peddling this, you know, the election was stolen. I'm not going to, you know, I'm I'm not going to participate in the inauguration. I'm not going to meet with him at the White House. 
But whether that actually ends up being the case, it's impossible to say because, I mean, this administration, um, you know, will come out and say one thing one day and, and something else the next. And I think that, you know, Trump is pretty mercurial in in his uh, yeah. in his uh, approach to things, so mm-hmm. it, it, it could change. And but yes, that would be that would be a huge uh, shift away from what has the been the tradition <laughs> and, and and yeah norm. What does that even mean? What does normal even look like? I don't know anymore. Um, anymore, I don't so. Know. Not, not a clue. Yeah. It's not what we thought it was, apparently, because now Trump has thrown the whole normal book out, and now it seems like we're almost starting over. You know, and I think going into a new administration, it may be time, you know, you don't realize that the country is basically being held together by a handshake until you come across somebody who doesn't want to shake hands. So I think we're going to have to – the things that we took for granted as being the norm – I think we're going to have to redefine in such a way that we can't have this happen again, you know, as far as things like maybe pardons, maybe president is allowed to do and what a president's not allowed to do. I'm just saying. Well, I think that those things are going to be really, those kinds of things are going to be really hard um, to muster support for. Um, But, I do think that some of the things that we may see as far as um, presidential races, uh, for starters, I think that there's very likely to be a resolution that uh, presidents must turn over uh, their uh, financial information for the last, you know, five or ten years, probably. Um, I think it's also likely that uh, there will be some kind of, uh, <laughs> attempt if if not you know they may not be able to get it through but I think there'll be an attempt to uh, where uh, anything that a president owns that it will now be required that they put their holdings in a you know in a trust or that they have to show proof that, that they have no access to those funds because it's pretty right. clear um, one of the, one of the little gems from from yesterday's news cycle was that uh, Trump and addresses that are held by Trump and Jared Kushner for business, various businesses that they own had received three point yeah. six five million dollars in uh, paycheck, paycheck protection plans. Um, and as far as the media could tell, and the media sued, uh, news journalists sued to get this information. And as far as they could tell, only one employee maybe had been uh, had been retained, which is the whole point of the program. So, uh, you know, and they should never, neither one of them should have had access to those funds nor had been qualified because this, these were all supposed to be for small businesses. So I think right. that uh, I think that that's that's really interesting. It, it is actually. So what do you think about the whole Bill Barr suddenly saying that you know basically saying there was no election fraud? I found that very shocking. That uh, Trump's uh, personal DOJ is not agreeing with him. Well, I think that um, I think that Barr sees the writing on on, on the on the wall, you know. Uh, I mean, he's in peril for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is it too late to fire uh, him? Does it make a? Is there a point to firing him at this late at this late hour? You're asking about the Trump administration doing something crazy. Um, <laughs> um, I think Silly he, he abs. <laughs> I think he. You know. I think from reports that I've seen, um, 
they apparently had a very contentious meeting on Tuesday after he made that announcement. Um, although the the article that I saw made a point to mention that Trump was not screaming, which I thought was kind of hilarious um, that they had to make a point to mention that. So either he screams regularly or, you know, so I, I, I don't really know what, what exactly um, that was, Indicative well, yeah. of, I, I suspect he screams a lot. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I've heard that. and he wouldn't say that he had not lost. Uh, he wouldn't say whether he still had confidence in in Barr or not. So it, right. it, it's uh, it could be any day now that that he just tweets that uh, that Barr is out. So we'll see. That's interesting. I I mean, at least one person has said, okay, it's not going, I'm not going to continue to play the game. But I can't imagine why he's the only one who's suddenly saying, oh, the handwriting's on the wall. Maybe I should let this go. Like, you would think Giuliani has a clue and that maybe it's time to let this go. Um, but apparently he's so he's so entrenched. I don't think he has any exit strategy whatsoever. Yeah. You know, um, so it's crazy. Well, you know, this, it's hard to say what, yeah. What direction this is all going to take. Well, yeah. And I mean, just this administration is, is a, is a dumpster fire in, yeah, as far as the the things that they've done, I mean, you know, um, there there are so many. I mean, yeah, we could go down the rabbit hole with this. I, I I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Yeah. Um. So the other thing we were gonna cover was the whole uh, redacted information that suddenly came out. Oh, the the court, yeah, yeah. So, um, and and this garden, this uh, this is under the whole pardon thing. Um, apparently, there is um, there was a a court filing back in August, uh, kind of a pay to play uh, bribery, you know. Uh, Request for a pardon that uh, involves. I'm just gonna the let, let me let me let me run through this blurb very quickly. Basically, the Justice Department in August investigated a potential bribery for pardon scheme. Very interesting. Uh, and large contributions were offered uh, in exchange for a presidential pardon, according to some court records that were unsealed this week on Tuesday. Um, it's heavily redacted. We've seen that. Um, there's like nine pages of nothing but black line. Um, so yeah. it seems like <laughs> it's going to take some doing to get all of that information released. But apparently it's much worse than we thought it was. Welcome to that club. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Trump has probably, in my opinion, because, you know, it's all about my opinion right now, um, probably the most corrupt president in history, probably did the most to damage um, his own people, uh, really thought it was going to be like a kingship from what I can tell. Uh, And my opinion is still America and we don't have kings. So I don't know what that's all about, but apparently, uh, you know, we're still a democracy, folks. We fortunately got uh, a new uh, administration on its way in, and uh, hopefully it will turn the tide of what we've been having to deal with because this has just been insane in any event. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Nope, we're not going to wrap it up. Hang on. Um, We'll wrap it up in a minute, but 
the the fact of the matter is is that it's still a democracy. It's not a dictatorship. We don't have kings in America. We hopefully will never have to go through this again. But also bear in mind that Trump is talking about a 2024 run. And I have to tell you that I am concerned about it because I can see his base coming back in full force and, you know, just laying low for the next four years and then trying to put him back into office. I can only hope that enough truth comes out that folks will be like, yeah, no. Do you think people will get bored with him, even his supporters? I think that, you know, if you don't continue to put fuel on the fire, eventually the fire goes out. Um, Okay. You know, I don't think his supporters are going to go away per se um, because basically, you know, you've kind of created, he's created a a really almost a third party with, with, with his followers. Um, But I do think that, I don't think that there's any way that you're going to see him run in 2024. Um, first of all, his health is crap. I mean, his health is crap. I don't <laughs> see him being in any kind of shape to run again. I mean, it takes a tremendous amount of energy, and they can hop him up on all kinds of drugs if they want. I mean, I'm still of, of the school of thought that, that he probably has some form of dementia or some other type of, you know, neurological or, mm-hmm. or you know, brain issue, whatever. There, there's, something, there's something going on there. Um, yeah. So I, I I think that's unlikely, and I think it's also unlikely that um, any of, you know, of all the members of his family, the person who is, you know, perhaps the most likely to be able to pull something like that off would probably be Ivanka. And I just don't see yeah. the, um, I don't see the appetite for that, frankly. Uh, John, you know, uh, Don Jr., maybe, but I don't see him having the kind of following that, that his father does. Um, he doesn't have broad enough appeal. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, I really think that, that that is, that that is unlikely. Uh, you know, I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Uh, but I, I just don't, I just don't see it. Right. And we've already seen how the Trump quote unquote magic does not rub off on other people because in a lot of the races, over the past four years where he was supporting the Republican, the Republicans had lost because the magic just doesn't rub off on them. It's like Trump is a very specific thing. And just because you align yourself with him doesn't mean you're going to win your race. So that's just another thing I I had noticed. I think the the thing that, that we what we really see more than anything is that he has created this environment where that kind of rhetoric thrives. You know, he's capitalized on uh, the shortcomings with within you know our own culture and cultivated those in a way that paid off for him. Now, whether you know, but we've seen other people that you know that are just as as damaging. I mean, come on, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey fucking Graham got reelected. You know, Mitch McConnell is still holding on to his seat. Um, you know, so there's definitely people that will support those kinds of candidates. Um, right. You know, simply because it fits, it reinforces, like, like I said at the beginning, it reinforces the ideology that they themselves hold and says that they're right in whatever it is that they think or believe. And so because that has such a resonance, they're going to continue to vote for people that you and I would not, could not be bothered to walk across the, the street and spit on, frankly. You know, I yeah. mean, so they, they resonate with that, you know, um, and they're going to continue to vote for these people, uh, whether we like it or not. Um, there's certainly a demographic that is, you know, they vote against their own best self-interest every election, and that has been right. true for the last 30 years, really. 
Um, over and over again, we have seen people who will vote for, I mean, look at how many people voted for Reagan. Um, you know, uh, he won by a landslide. Um, sure. Sure. So, I mean, I, I think that, um, while it's discouraging to see how many people voted for Trump, you know, we still have to remember that, you know, almost 80 million people voted for Biden. Right. And, right. And Harris and Harris, which is, you know, I mean, I think that that's an important distinction. You know, this is, she's a woman. She's a woman of color. Um, so, I mean, to me, that just says that things can change, but I, I think yeah. we're also going to have to really, um, you know, the work does not stop here. Um, right. Right. You know, people people need to, you know, if you're in Georgia and you're not registered to vote, you need to be registered to vote and you need to vote early um, for the uh, January 6th runoff. Uh, because yeah. if, if Democrats retake, uh, if they win in Georgia, they retake the House or not the Senate. I'm sorry. The Senate. Um, yeah. No, yeah, right. they yeah. they retake the Senate. And, and that means that Dems will have control of all three branches. Um, and things, but I mean, done. I think, yeah, well, I mean, and I think we have to believe and, but we also have to continue to do the work, you know, gerrymandering yeah. is going to continue to be a problem. Uh, it's something yeah. that we are all going to have to have to continually fight, you know, even in a state yeah. like North Carolina, where we have a Republican legislature, even though we have a great democratic governor, um, yeah. the legislature is who decides, you know, the make those calls on, on how census information is used and how districts are redrawn, although they got their little asses handed to them the last time around because they, you know, there were plenty of legal challenges and, you know, the court said, no, no, you're going to have to redraw these, you know, how fairly they redrew them. You know, I mean, it was, it was enough that it couldn't be challenged again, but I mean, I think that we're going to see more and more of this over the next, you know, probably 10 years at least because that's, you know, until the next census happens. Um, right. Yeah. So that's pretty much, I don't even know much where we are. I don't, I don't even know how the census even looks right now because there were so many questions about keep counting people. No, it's time to cut it off. I mean, I don't even know where we landed on that. So that's going to be interesting. I don't even know how any judgments funding-wise are going to be made based on the current um, census that we just did recently? Well, there um, actually there's already some uh, legal challenges to uh, the census and um, the uh, – because the administration wants to, to throw out uh, some of the data – um, yeah, and it's looking like that there's going to be some pushback on that, um, and even the Supreme Court is not um, not wanting to rule on it. So, so they may decline to even hear the case. Which, if that's the case, then it goes to the lower court, um, right? So, uh, from from what I'm seeing, <laughs> like like two days two days ago that, that they expressed uh, some doubts because they wanted to cut uh, undocumented immigrants uh, from right. the census count. And uh, right. it looks like the, the court basically, uh, the conservative arm of the, of the court pretty much uh, expressed some doubt and like that, so I, I don't know what's going to what's going to end up happening with that. Yeah, well, guys, watch this space because we'll be back next month to report more. Uh, once again, thank you to my co-host, as always, Star Bustamante. Please check out The Wild Hunt. Go to wildhunt.org. Please give them all your support. We really appreciate you spending some time with us and listening to our review of what's been happening as far as the election goes, and we will see you all next month. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.
Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.